And we're live. Welcome to Let's Humanize the Workplace. My name is Vivian Aqua, and I'm the inclusive workplace wellness advocate. And today is going to be a very exciting day. Every time that I'm doing a humanize, let's humanize the workplace, it's always exciting. But it's more exciting because of the guests that I bring, because I myself, I can be a lot, but I try to tone it down with the guests because but today. I cannot give you the guarantee because I have two kick-ass experts who are definitely going to kick my ass and maybe kick your ass as well with the information that they have to share. But before I introduce them, let me start with this slide because we need to save money. We need to save, help businesses save money. And how am I going to do that? Remember when I shared recently about why diversity is important and why companies need to work on the inclusion part, because just bringing in diverse people, even the government in New Zealand is having trouble with inclusion. So if you know people in New Zealand who might be interested in watching this show or maybe what I have to share next, yes, it was on the news that New Zealand, even though they have so many diverse people uh, in the government, they still are finding challenges with the inclusion part. Just because you have the numbers doesn't mean that the numbers will mix in the party. You need to work on your inclusion part and you also need to align people on, put them on the same level or educate them regarding their biases and so much more. But this is not about the show. I'm just going to share that I know a way for you. So if you are an in-company HR, professional, or if you are an in-company DEI professional, I know a way for you to save money, for you to work on your employer branding, for you to, for you to make your company look not only good, but better, well, the best, and for you to keep your people, your talent. You want to know more? I am going to invite you to join my Mentoring Circle webinar. So the Amplified DEI Mentoring Circle webinar is starting tomorrow, 5.15 p.m. Central European time or 11.15 a.m. at Eastern time. So if you are in the States or if you are in Europe or wherever you are, you can always join. Please be mindful of the capital letter. So it's bit.ly dash A-M-P, capital letters D-E-I, small letter V, number two. So looking forward to see you tomorrow. But before I am going ahead with the mentoring circle, like I said, I'm going to introduce you to two kick-ass women. And we are going to have a conversation about how to humanize your digital work environment as an preneur. And the reason why I shared preneur has to do with if you are an entrepreneur or if you are an entrepreneur or if you are a site, maybe a hustlepreneur, as a, not a site, a hustlepreneur, this webinar is for you. Or if you just want to think about starting your own business and you want to humanize your own work environment, this webinar is, uh, this, this conversation is also for you. So I am going to invite Maggie and Mariana Pena and I have to do them right by reading their bio. So Ma Maggie Gila 
Um, she is my business coach, so I have to be mindful with what I say and what I do. <laughs> no, but on a serious note, she's an amazing woman. She's an award-winning award business and marketing strategist and certified coach. She is helping fiercely driven business owners scale and grow with ease so that they can do more of what they love. And Mariana Penner, she is my South American sister who loves to talk about food and uses food all the time in her conversation. She is an instructional designer for smart entrepreneurs that want to build and deliver a transformational learning experience for their clients. So if you are not following them already, follow them ASAP. I promise that you will be delighted. So welcome, Mariana and Maggie. How are you? Hi. Hello. <laughs> let's, let's start with the first question. Why do we need to humanize the virtual workplace? Maggie. Mm -hmm. Because people, well, first of all, people buy from people. So just from a pure business strategy perspective, we need more relationships in order to sell what we do. If you're looking at it from just pure revenue, entrepreneurship, paying your bills perspective, but from a human perspective, like we're all people. And I think like, if it wasn't clear to us before the lockdown, now with Corona, with the lockdown, it's so much clearer when we've been shut off. Like, I don't know about you, Vivian and Mariana, but mm -hmm. before lockdown, I would be, yes, I work from home, but I would be going to different cafes, restaurants, three, two, three times a week for lunch, for a coffee, to work from there for a few hours. So you always had these human touch points. And it's the same thing when you're working online. Like we, we are social creatures. We need connection and we need relationships. I miss going to events. I miss seeing people. I just miss hugging people. people I miss hugging people related. too. People that are not only related to me. I miss seeing my friends. I miss seeing my business friends as well. I miss just having a life outside of home. That's what I miss. Yeah. I feel you. I yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, I think we are in a very interesting place or space because when we are offline, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, we don't really realize how much of our communication comes through nonverbal cues. We touch each other, we look at each other, we listen to each other's silence, but we also feel each other's energy. Um, mm -hmm. And when we are online, we are removing those cues from our body, but also our brain. So we are forced, almost forced to only look at tangible things and metrics and what's written. So our brain starts processing things in a very different way. And that puts a, a, a very heavy load because we don't, we, we don't know how to balance that. So we get a lot of hardcore facts that we're reading constantly. We're looking at things. We're almost like this. And then we don't get the, the nice input of energy, touch, um, you know, the, the whole thing that comes to you from not only reading things. Yeah. So humanizing the workplace, especially online, uh, to me, it's about being intentional in what I do online. 
so, okay, I don't have those nonverbal cues anymore. I don't have that energy input. How can I recreate that? How can I create those relationships so I, I can keep on going uh, for as long as needed? Because right now is as long as needed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I love it. I love it. And also, uh, I forgot about us here. Sorry. I am celebrating my, let's be honest, I'm celebrating after being cooped in home, being part-time teacher, doing the work that I need to do. And there is minimal space for me to be myself. Today was my free first day that I was liberated from being a teacher part-time because I love my son. You all see, he might pop in later on. I love my son, but I'm not fit to be his teacher. I'm fit to do this. I'm fit to to energize you with the conversations that I have, not with a seven-year-old who is basically a copy of myself. (laughs) That's challenging. That's challenging. So uh, let's start with you, Mariana. What is your daily routine? (laughs) Um, Well, my daily routine right now starts with a very personalized uh, alarm clock, my Mm. son. Yeah, my son decides. He decides when my day starts right now. Um, and lately, what I am trying to do is waking up and not reading my phone immediately. Mm. Um, I yeah. get I so I'm trying to turn the the fact that I don't get up when I want to. <laughs> my son wakes me up. But I'm trying to turn that into, okay, so I don't need to reach and turn off the alarm. So I don't have to touch the phone. I don't have to read it right now. Everything else can wait. Um, But after that, I don't know. I need to go back to a routine now that daycare is open. Um, I am a little bit lost in what a routine looks like. I do know that I, whenever I can get downstairs, I prepare a big jar of warm water. and a cup of tea and then I I hydrate (laughs) and after that who knows who knows what happens but at least my brain is hydrated (laughs) that's as far (laughs) as I get (laughs) what about you Maggie (laughs) oh for me um I've gotten quite much better at at a routine it's um I have ADD so um I I tend to thrive in structure but I also resist it a lot so I'm happy in the last year or so I have actually built quite a, a nice routine that I do that works for me. Um, and it's very simple. I get up, I walk the dog, I do my face if I feel like it. If I don't, that's also fine. But like that, at least I make the conscious decision of changing or or not. Um, breakfast and coffee. And I have like about an hour and a half in the morning to kind of just settle into the day, um, do some journaling, read a book a little bit. Um, and I have, yeah, decaf coffee. I stopped drinking coffee a couple months ago. One of the best decisions I could have done for my own mental health. So it's decaf coffee and I get to work, um, mornings I tend to use for creative time. So that's when I work on my new course or I just made a quiz. I did that yesterday morning. Um, so I'm really using it for that kind of strategic creative time. And then afternoons tend to be for client, anything that's client facing my mastermind, um, client sessions and so on. Um, and there's a lot of walking breaks in between, um, mostly with my dog, Frodo, if he likes to or not, I'm like, we're going for a walk. I don't care if you want your second nap. Um, it's just 
he literally, I drag him out of bed at 11. I'm like, oh, we're going to go for a walk now. He's sleeping still in our bed then. Um, and then just speaking about humanizing the workplace, normally when I walk the dog, I also, I have an app called Voxer on my phone. It's like a walkie talkie voice note app. And I use that to either voice message my, my clients, hello, <laughs> um, to message my clients or just business friends as I, as I walk and brain dump parts of conversations on them. Sorry, this is nice cameo. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So this, this, these have been my moments in the Zoom meeting. So Orlando, it's Orlando's bedtime people, and he apparently missed being on the show. So Orlando, come on. Yeah, um, my daily routine is different than a year ago. So a year ago, I would just walk outside, work and do whatever is necessary. But now, especially being cooped up in inside of the house, I decided for us from this year, before I do anything that has to do with work, I have to exercise. 30 minutes. So I invested in an indoor bike. We have a rowing machine as well at home. And if I don't feel like it, I can always use my own body as a way of, you know, doing some HIIT training at home. And the funny thing is, or the good thing is my son also likes to be involved in that. So we're doing it together. He's doing his version. I'm doing my version. And it helps me to at least stop the conversation that I promised myself, yes, I'm going to work out. And by the end of uh, 8 p.m., I'm just like so pooped. Workout is not going to happen. And now before my, my brain even can think, I'm going to work out, mm -hmm. do some exercise and have my tea. I do love the what Mariana said about having, you know, starting the day with warm water. I yeah. start my day with warm water with some lemon in it. Mm -hmm. And um, normally I have my ball jar, which is like a half liter of tea. That's how I consume my tea. So I, I'll drink about four or five of these glasses during the day and it cleans me. That's it. I'm it's seeing so a lot of comments. Sorry. Yes. It's so interesting what you said about the exercise, because I started the morning walk sometime last year, obviously before that I would walk my dog too, but then I kind of, I would walk him at 11 or 12 on his schedule. And then we did yeah. short walks. Mm. And then I started, like, no, I actually, I want to walk too. And now if I don't walk first in the morning, I feel it by noon. I feel it in yeah. my back muscles and I feel this like antsiness. So I realized that for my own productivity, my energy, my creativity, my mental health, first in the morning, even if it's just 20 minutes, we do a walk. And now we're trying to yeah. just mix up with like longer walks as well. If I don't have client calls yeah. in the morning. It's, it's amazing to start off your day. And uh, it reminds me also of what you shared during our CEO day. We had a CEO morning, people. Um, you shared that if you look what the people or the A-listers or the expert, what they are doing and how they are spending their day, even though we don't always have the budget, there are some things that we do, we can copy of their ritual, of their routine so that we... We feel better and we 
put that energy out there because there are some days that I'm not at my best, but still delivering, but still it is exhausting. It can be exhausting when you're not up to par with your energy. And this made me realize that it's also a way for you to reshift your focus. If you are feeling better, you're eating better and you're doing what you need to do to do better it will also come out in your business or in you as an entrepreneur or what kind of entrepreneur you are. It will come out in your work that you do. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of comments in the, in the chat. So uh, Charleston is, is sharing. Thanks for sharing ladies and also love. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Charleston. Gulche is here. Super adorable. Yes. <laughs> Londo has that factor. <laughs> Uh, Victoria, routine saved me during this isolation month. Yes, ADHD hits different when you cannot go out or to work, when you're used to work and all the routines are getting mixed up. Yes, yep. I totally understand that. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. I had a routine. I and like I would go outside into the forest, and I had my cafes, and I knew like which days I'd go there, and I, I we would meet with the regulars like every Wednesday morning. And everything got thrown up. And with AD, 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 with I have ADD. Um, I need a different environment to be able to be creative. And that's what the story I've had in my head for years. And now there is no new environment. So how can I get creativity again while being in the same place constantly? Yeah, that's so important. Thank you. And Gulcha is sharing... I need to prioritize working out as well. This is something I put always on a start early before even your brain can process what you are going to do for the day. Start with walking out or doing something in a half hour. And uh, I use YouTube or other apps to support me in this journey and do promise me to do something that you like. That's it. If you dislike it, it won't happen and it won't work. So coming back to uh, the next question, and I'll start with you, Maggie. Um, what are your biggest working from home challenges? And how do you deal with them? Focus. It's real. like focus is my biggest challenge. I just mentioned with ADD. And every time I'd want to do anything strategic or creative or write content, write copy, write a sales page, I would always go to a cafe every single time, because then yeah. with a cafe, I have like the right amount of distraction that my brain goes, oh, we have enough to be distracted. Now I can focus. And to figure that out at home was really frustrating and challenging. And it, it took a while for me to get into back into this. I'm talking more about lockdown, but this was a case even before um, mm -hmm. of just figuring out what can I do to get that focus back? Um, and for me, it's like using a standing desk has been helpful. Going for a walk first thing. So I get some of my energy out and I go back and I focus. That's been also really helpful. And then really looking at adding structure, accountability, um, outsourcing certain tasks that took too much of my, of my energy um, and breaking big plans down into something really, really small and manageable. And then time blocking that into my calendar, right? So with focus, um, I now work in AB weeks. I have one week where I have all my client calls. The next week I have no client calls and I do all my creative work. So I can go by my energy. If like this morning I wake up, I had nightmares. I'm waking up with a headache. I just don't, I am not going to be able to go create course videos when I feel that way. It's just not going to happen. But if I, because I've time blocked, I can now use the time to let's say 
write copy, which I feel fine doing. And then in the afternoon or the next day, I can work on increasing my energy to record videos, for example. Yeah. And we also have to realize that this season, especially this season, on top of all the challenges that every individual having. So my personal challenge is the fact that we are, you know, we are not certain how this homeschooling and uh, lockdown is going to work with kids. But then again, it reminds me also there this season is also not optimal to be in the house and being seen only you know with the walls coming on at you um and we also have to realize that this lockdown is very draining when it comes to our mental health so if you feel challenged um one thing that i made sure of i had two pregnant uh friends um beginning of last year and i made sure that I reached out to them, but they don't know. And now I'm sharing this, that it, for, it was also helpful for me. <laughs> Having these live conversations, it's helping me because I'm talking to people different than my partner. I love him, but he doesn't share the good things that you are sharing. <laughs> I love my son, but the, the energy level and the conversation level is different. I need to be inspired, but also I need to find other ways to get that creativity that I used to have when I went on to online events or where I used to have when I just had dinner with friends. Now I have to find other things. So I, I get that. Mariana. Yeah, I, I'm thinking because, well, I was, I, I have a toddler. Mm-hmm. Yay. I adore him, but he's a toddler, right? So he also has a lot of energy and school just restarted. Um, so I'm thinking and, and, and going from my past year, uh, the challenges that we had at home, dealing with all these different things that need, needed to happen at the same time. So keep him entertained and somewhat learning something um and then the house still needs to run and i need to run my business um uh, so i think for me what what helped me was to get to to be very honest with myself and understand i cannot do everything every single day uh so the type of work i do as an instructional designer uh it requires my whole focus on something and it's not something that I am creating is I am going through the content of somebody else so I need to be very alert I need to be looking at things from a lot of different angles at the same time and also reminding myself okay I need to check on my own bias so it's a lot it's a very focused type of work that requires me to go into this period of okay i'm getting in the zone i'm getting in the zone and this is my zone i need to i need to be completely cut off from the rest of the world right now in our, in order for my brain to produce everything that i need and that and then i need to unwind uh, yeah. and that also takes a while so i had to make a lot of choices uh the house is not going to be clean today uh, we're going to order takeout because today is the one day that I get to work on this. Uh, 
Um, and that was hard for me because I'm, I'm a recovering high, high achiever. Uh, so, and I'm also very, very Latin and very Mexican. So house has mm-hmm. to be pristine. Kitchen has to be pristine and you need to cook from scratch, right? We don't buy pre uh, cut and diced I, I, packages. I can see my mother nodding their head like uh-huh. outside. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, are you not going to make that by yourself? Are you? Mm. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm Czech. I'm Czech. Yeah, same culture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was very heavy on me. That was very heavy on me. But the, nobody, nobody was putting this on my plate. I was putting this on my plate. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the biggest challenge was myself, like being very giving grace to myself and saying today, this is how it is. Yeah. And that's enough. That's going to be enough. And oddly, at the moment that I made that switch, uh, things started to get better in business. Because then when I was able to show up, I showed up and I was there 100%. And when I was not able, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just, I just can't. And that's how it is. Um, So your online gives us this big challenge of, deciding where our own boundaries are um and that can take a while to figure out what works for you that brings me to my next question because we are talking about us defining our own boundaries but then again we also have to bring it back to the workplace where there are leaders, there are managers. What can leaders and managers do to support their people while working from home? You know, I was having, oh, I just jumped there. Sorry, yeah. Maggie, you wanted okay. to go first? Okay. okay. Um, I, was ha- I was having this conversation with uh, three different friends that have three different businesses in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, online working is not really a thing right now over there so when lockdown started for some companies the problem was they were still thinking in the old way so they were Mm -hmm. still thinking as clocking in hours this amount of hours instead of making the switch to goals and outcomes um so that's very important to consider. It's not about giving somebody a laptop and saying, here, you can work from home, but you need to be online from eight to five. And I'm going to check on oh, you. Am that I you're hearing online. you? Is this your way of challenging? We don't need to work 40 hours. We don't need to work 60 hours. Is that what you're saying? Are you challenging the nine to five? And I'm with what you I- on this challenge. So that's why I'm bringing it up. Yes. <laughs> what I'm saying is that if you are not able to set up your team and the yes. tasks based on goals and outcomes, then that's on you as the leader of the team. <laughs> um, because it's not about the amount of hours that they have to be sitting behind the computer. It's about how are they getting there. Um, and this is a, a, an amazing opportunity to let the new environment that they're going through help them make up, uh, create, come up with creative 
solutions. Mm. We are restricted in our space, in the time that we can be focused. So our brain immediately is like, how can I solve this better? It's not even something conscious. It's just how we are trained. How can I make this faster and better? So if you are leading a team and your team had to switch online, you cannot expect things to flow in the same way where you're where in, in the cubicles at the office. And that's on, that's on the team leader. Huh? That's on the manager um, to sit down and think, this is a different game. This is not the same. I cannot micromanage people. Hmm. <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> and I know Marietta how she feels about this but this is a, definitely a good one and unfortunately there are still managers or leaders out there that feel like they need to micromanage or feel like they need to observe every action or everything they're even monitoring people from a mm -hmm. distance, seeing that if somebody's sitting behind their laptop or behind their computer, and it is such a waste of time. It is such a waste of time from you. You're disencouraging people. You're making the disengagement much more worse. And yeah. I also have to ask you an honest thing. Would you like to be micromanaged the same way that you are micromanaging other people right now? I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, exactly. And you need to be honest with that question, with that answer. Yeah. Maggie. For me, I th what I think about this is to really bring it back to humanizing things. I mean, mm -hmm. with lockdown, we, you now have extroverts working from home. Yeah. Not seeing colleagues, not getting a coffee or a lunch with people, not being able to like walk by a desk and just say, hi, how was your weekend? Right. And even like I, not for extroverts, for anyone, like we're all social creatures. Having this lack of connection. Creates a very, very deep impact on us. Right. Like I'm more of the introverted side. So the first couple of months I was like, this is OK. I don't have to fly anywhere and have to travel anywhere. No more conferences. I don't talk to people networking. But then after a while, I'm like, yeah, but. I kind of I like that element of like having a conversation here and there. So if you're corporate and now your team is remote you have to bear this in mind that we are social creatures we crave connection we crave relationships mm -hmm. and if the entire work week or like everything that you do is purely about work right and i'm imagining it could be like sure you still have some zoom meetings maybe right but then everything's on slack and everything everything all communication becomes about have you done your work? Exactly. That is extremely demoralizing. Mm -hmm. And if you're demoralized, you're going to be less productive and you're going to like the whole company is going to be less productive and get less work done. So look at how can you earn less money? Touch points. Earning less money. We don't want that, right? We only productive, yeah. happy and making more money. So look yeah. at how you can add humanizing touch points. And it could be something like organizing a virtual cocktail hour, organizing a virtual lunch hey we're gonna have like lunch at our desks and like oh talk on zoom whatever right um activities touch points but it could be something as simple as starting monday by asking everyone hey how was your weekend yep it can be that simple yep let's go beyond that hey how was your weekend because here in the netherlands it's so superficial 
we need to have real conversation with people. And maybe if you see somebody's child walking behind them or a dog or a cat or whatever, ask them, what's the name yeah. of the pet? Yeah. Go beyond just the superficial questions. Go, be, go a little bit deeper and get to know the other side of your colleague. That's it. That's so interesting and you say that, Vivian, because for me, um, I grew up in Singapore where you didn't even ask the question, how was your weekend? Mm -hmm. So when I moved to the Netherlands and I, my, like my first week at university here, I transferred, I was so in shock when I kept hearing everyone asking each other, how was your weekend? And them actually responding. So for me, that was so interesting about, the, about Dutch culture that there is at least, you know, you can say it's superficial, but there's this. There's this interest. I've seen, I've seen the other way around where I went to the States and there they ask you out of politeness, how are you? And I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but they were just like shocked, like we weren't expecting an answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know the other side, but I do feel like in the workplace, we need to have different conversations instead of, hey, how are you? How can I support you? I see that you are different in your energy. Is there something yeah. that I can do for you? Is there something that we can show up for each other? Ask the more deepened questions, please. And, and you can get creative at this because again, that could be a little bit confrontational. Like if mm -hmm. you've never had this type of open communication before with your team and all of a sudden you're trying to find out if everything is okay. If you're from the employee side, you're like, wait a minute, am I not performing? Mm -hmm. What's what's triggering these questions? Yeah. Because it has never been there before. If you already had that culture, then great, it's going to work fine. But if all of a sudden out of the blue, you're like, hey, Vivian, uh, I've noticed that you're a little bit, you know, you don't smile anymore. It's everything okay. You're going to be like, um, thank you, Mariana, but is everything okay with you? Like, am I, mm -hmm. am I not delivering? Or is this um, going on my performance? Exactly. Is this going to be like on my report? Are we going to have a conversation about yeah. this? Because so, for example, I, I, I've seen this with um, my husband that he works in IT. So, of, of course, for them, it's like business as usual. We can totally mm -hmm. handle this exactly. from whatever. <laughs> um, but even for them, it was like, oh, what do we do now? So, so far, they have come up with very interesting solutions to kind of create an organic way of having conversations. They had an online cooking workshop. Mm. They had online oh, escape so room. Yeah. That was so much fun to look at him. Like oh, you've been cutting those, that puzzle for two hours now. Like, are you ever going to escape this virtual escape room? Um, and this is a group of IT people that if you were to put them back in an office, they would be like, I don't like chit chat. Yeah. And yet they do and they need it. So we can mm -hmm. come up with these solutions. We need this type of open. Team. It's team yeah. building. Yeah. Team building. Yeah. Exactly. In a non-threatening way, if you've never done it before. Okay, I have another juicy question to ask the both of you, and it's for those who are tiptoeing tip around their opportunity to become a hustlepreneur or become a freelancer 
or to become an entrepreneur. What would you say to somebody who's thinking about that? Maggie. Hire Maggie. What are you? <laughs> that yeah. is definitely good. But what, what Maggie, what would you say? <laughs> I would say, <laughs> like, what are you waiting for? Right. Because I have, mm-hmm. I get, the, I get messages like this so frequently. Like, you know, people like look at my business, like, oh, how do I get what you have? How did you start? And, uh, you know, I have conversations with people who like tell me, oh, I've been reading all these books and listening to all these podcasts. And I'm just like, yeah, but you've listened to them for five years. Like, there's always going to be something. Right. And there's, there's the question of, on one hand, you've got the stability stability of your salary, Work. yeah. right? I say this because, you know, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. stable is relative with the potential risk and reward that comes with entrepreneurship. And there's the balance, right? Of in 10 years from now, where do you see yourself in 10 years mm-hmm. from now? What would you regret? Um, Entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. It is an emotional roller coaster of of confidence, of self-doubt, of like literally in one morning you could be on a high because you've closed a new sale to a low because a, a client you loved working with asked for a refund. Like this kind of stuff just does happen. And you do need a thir- a certain no, I'm not I'm gonna I was gonna say you need a th- certain thick skin. I don't think that's true. I think that thick skin can be created and you learn Mm -hmm. as you go but there is a a kind of mental resilience you need so you keep moving forward and a big thing for like if you're thinking about entrepreneurship like why are you thinking about thinking about it what is the potential reward you see for yourself because for me it was freedom I don't need to know I don't have an alarm no boss telling me what to do I can work on projects that I want to I can travel when possible I can change my schedule up and around as I feel like it so what is that potential reward for you? And what are you willing to risk for that? How how long do you want to give yourself and try it? Uh, yeah. By the <laughs> way, for the people with us, she said that to me and I was like, okay, I'm jumping in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has a kind of way of messaging. But what, no, but, what is it for you, uh, Mariana? Yeah, on a serious note, um, yes, hire Maggie, but from my from my experience um i come from mexico it was never my intention to move outside of mexico never okay so i moved to the netherlands when i turned uh, 30 years old and in mexico i had my dream job i was in education my entire life and I was working my way up from the ground and I believed in what I was doing when I was all of a sudden in this new life, this new country, new culture, new everything. I didn't fit in Mm -hmm. nowhere. I tried for a year and it did not happen for many reasons that now I'm thankful for. It just, it didn't happen. I never set out myself to be a business owner. I never identified myself before as an entrepreneur, but I still believed that I had a purpose that needed to, to be fulfilled here Yes. or whatever I was 
going to live for the rest of my life. Um, and what I would say to someone that is considering this path, uh, on top of what Maggie mentioned, is find your purpose. When we are employees, it's harder to have it there. It's harder to see it every day. It's harder to be connected to that purpose because there's so much going on around you. When you are your own boss, that's what's going to keep you afloat in the high highs and in the low lows. And don't think that because you never did it before and you're not over 30 and what are you going to do? Like I started over 30. There and are more people even starting over 40. So exactly. You're not alone. You're not and whatever, alone. and whatever blocks you encountered before are going to play in your favor now. Like all the no's that you got before. Mm-hmm. In my case was all the rejection that I got in Mexico for my skin color or uh, all the times that they didn't give me an opportunity because I was a woman or how I looked like. And now I see myself as someone that can create representation in the online space. Yeah. How many instructional designers are building stuff right now online that look like me? that are running their business in their second language. Um, not many, not many. So I have my purpose and that drives me and I am creating a new space for women that come behind me so that they believe that they can do it too. Yeah. What about I you, Vivian? I, I especially like the what you share because when I look into the domain that I'm in, um, so coming from the Netherlands, um, there are not, I, I haven't seen a tall lady and the people that haven't met me in real life, I, yes, I am 186 meters, six foot something without any heels on. So I'm very tall. Um, I haven't seen somebody who is as outspoken like me. And also for me, my main reason, you, you saw my son, the fact that he has to embark the workplace or maybe start his own business without him even knowing about the, what true, how true diversity can boost your business, can amplify your business. I'm just like, okay, he's now seven. I know that I have a lot to do, but what if... I can touch so many people who believe in what I do. I can reach so many people who believe in what I do and can amplify, can multiply that to infinity and beyond that I can do. Yes. Because I know I have the energy. I know I have the spices and I don't, I don't share salt. I share spices. Yes. I like hot food. I know Mariana likes it as well. And I think Maggie as well. So we like spicy. I grew food. up in Southeast Asia. Yeah. And I have to be real. <laughs> I have to be real about the things that I'm doing. And that is what we need in the workplace. Because the the, the solution for the diversity challenges that a lot of companies are facing, it's not um 
it's not a, a franchise formula as the fast food. So you just dump a fast food formula here and that's it. It is custom made because your company is not the same as KLM. Your company is not the same as Philips. Your company is not the same as whatever Uber or Google or whatever company because it's made out of different people and different people value different things. Yep. And your company culture is different. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a realm of opportunities. And that's why I think uh, your, your job is so important, Vivian. <laughs> and it's so needed. It really is. Yeah. Because it, it's not a template. DEI is not a template. It's not exactly. a, a, a tick in a checkbox. And, ah, oh, yeah. got it. Yay. Yeah. No. It's an everyday thing that we all have to keep improving on. And, and it's just the actions. And if they can get an expert that, because we don't know what we don't, we don't know what we don't know. So we need to hire yeah. the people that know. Exactly. You share the same code as my friend Bogdan. I have to introduce the, both of you, but <laughs> um, I, what I also see, and I, I shared this post recently, I don't call out that often, but I recently saw something that broke my heart when a company is sharing a webinar or inviting people because the webinar is about inclusive leadership and how you can lead a team. And it's about performative inclusive leadership that I have to share something about because you're misleading people about what the value of diversity is and what challenges diversity have and ending that webinar by saying it wasn't that challenging at all. The conversation, because you did not touch on the real conversation, you did not touch yeah. on the real topics. Yeah. That I don't like. Yeah, but it's that the, I don't like. But this is this is why it's it's so important, but also revolutionary to a point. Yeah, that you, that you grab you grab the mic and you open the space and yeah. you lead the conversations to where they have to be at. Exactly. And it's okay to not know how to have these conversations, but it's not okay is to just sit with that. Like, well, I tried my best. No, I'm sorry, but that's not enough. If that's not your expertise, that's absolutely fine. Internet that's why you is- can hire people. Exactly. That's why you can hire people. Absolutely. Like Vivian. Yeah. Like Vivian. <laughs> no, but just, just honestly, because we are almost at the end and um, 2021, we want to save company or we want to save freelancer or entrepreneurs money we want you to look good we want you to look better we want you to be creative and do whatever makes you happy and whatever makes you flow so i just found out or i recently found out thanks to mariana and also to maggie that i have two main characters i am passionate with my purpose but i'm also mystique Knowing that of myself and knowing how I can inspire people to do better, because if you don't know, read my LinkedIn reviews or recommendations. It's not me sharing that I'm inspiring people. People are sharing that I have a way to mesmerize them. If you need some mesmerization to humanize the workplace, as in 
not only today, but for the longer run. Then I'm dropping my mic and leaving it there. Yes. I'm yes. going to end with the last question. And I'll start with you, Maggie, because I know you have a lot of dreams and wishes, but I'm going to ask you for your wish for 2025. When it comes to working from home as an entrepreneur, what do you wish to see? I, th I find this like such a freaking difficult question to answer because things have changed so incredibly much in the last 12 months. It's, it's hard for me to even fathom four years from now, right? 2025. Um, I think that this last year has changed a lot. Like no, no one, I no longer get questions about what do you do at home all day or how lucky mm. you are to not have a commute, right? Cause like people who have now seen the downsides of working from home. Um, exactly. I would like to see more, a more human connection, right? So in the entre entrepreneurship space, like have a coffee chat just to have a coffee chat, not because you're sussing out your next potential client or connection. If it's in the corporate workspace, so just organizing things just to boost morale and to bring people together, right? Um, and have that more as a relationship first perspective because when we feel good, mm -hmm. right? When we we're good. connected, when we're happier, that, yeah, you do good work. Yeah. I love that. What about you, Mariana? Besides promising me the taco festival. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to... Yes, I agree with what Maggie said, like just just bringing back the importance of having human connections, but also speaking from the online space where where I currently um, spend my entire day. Um, I, I, I want people to see people. Mm. You know, I don't want people to assess someone else by their following or the amount of email list that they have or how much they cash per month because those are variables that sometimes are out of your hands mm -hmm. for example myself um if i i started when i moved here that doesn't mean that i'm new mm. that doesn't mean that i'm learning i am i have 15 years behind me to back me up but I was born in Mexico. Yeah. So I, I want people to see people, to have that conversation, to be willing to check on your own bias mm -hmm. and say, you know what? I don't understand, but I'm willing to learn in everything, not only DEI, everything. What like, you're oh, saying is actually activating the growth mindset. Yes, yes, because I, I have a lot of years in, in education. I still learn every time I read a journal, every time I read a book about it, I still learn. But it takes a willingness and a humbleness. And I want that. Like, I want us to have that because mm. there's where at that space is where we create true connections. 
I think. Yeah. So that's my wish. Be humble and bring food in case the <laughs> humbleness isn't working. That's my tip. If you don't bring food, then bring your appetite. <laughs> I can live with Definitely. that. I love this conversation and you both know that I could talk for hours, but we have to end it. And um, if there is one place where people can find you, where is your sweet spot? So for Online. me, it's either, it's either on maggiegilla.com. Uh, you can go to maggiegilla.com slash quiz to try out my new quiz on your launch mm. personality. Uh, if you're launching an offer and I hang out a lot on Instagram stories um, where I'm very creatively as Maggie Gila. <laughs> and Mariana? Um, I'm mostly on Facebook right now. So you can just find me there. Uh, read about what I do. If you like it, come tell me what you like. Um, and if not, that's okay. Thank you for stopping by. <laughs> but more than... You know she uh, is. <laughs> um, but I like conversations. I like mm -hmm. conversations. So if you, if I'm always open to a good conversation. Yep. Thank you for being amazing guests on Let's Humanize the Workplace. And even Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Thank you for watching. And also Gulce is sharing. Lovely tuning in today. I'm going to round it up because I really love this conversation. And hopefully next time I can bring you back for a follow-up because we're not done. But I want to say to all the guests, for all the guest speakers, but also to all the people that are listening or watching or listening, tuning in into the podcast later, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you for just watching. I'm grateful for you just joining. I'm grateful for you just sharing and know that next week will be a good conversation with Gulche and also with Neil Usher. I will share the post very soon, but it's about embracing change. And it's going to be a very inspiring and interesting conversation. So up till next week and bye. Bye. Bye, Helena. Bye.